Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler and our producer Matt Arnold. Lots to go over today, as always. Big Philly Phil wins the PGA Championship. Are we touch on that? The NFL offseason. Are Rodgers and Julio Jones both on the move? The NBA playoffs are in full swing. The Clippers are on the brink. The Nets seem like they're humming along, and the Lakers are very inconsistent. Uh, some of our predictions going forward for the NBA. Wrapping things up, as always, with our social media story, Joe's Bets of the Week. Matt, Joe, how are you guys this evening? Nate, I'm doing great. There are so many things I could tell you about. It's been probably three weeks since we've had a podcast, so far too long for the fans to wait. I could tell you about my soccer team, my beloved U12 girls, going 2-6 and on the season, but winning two of their last three games to finish up strong. I could tell you about Patrick scoring seven goals in the soccer game. I could tell you a lot of things, but the thing I want to tell you about the most is... Our producer's visit to Kansas that happened this past Monday. It was like having Friday on a Monday, really. I went to work for half a day. I took off the afternoon. We got just a mountain of burgers and fries and fried fish and beer cheese. Had a couple IPAs, had a couple Coors Lights. Then went and got some tea and some and some boba. So it was we had a mix of everything. It was just awesome, and, and Matt got to see one of Pat's baseball games, too. It was just, it was cool, a cool blend of, of cultures. Matt's culture and my culture blending together, really, uh, into, a, into a perfect blend. Um, so that was really cool to have him in town. We thought he was going to come in town again uh, this coming week, but his, his flight got canceled, or I think he switched up his flights on purpose because he didn't want to come back. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which one it was, but... That was a really, really cool event, and you know, we, we did a little bit of show business, did a little show talking. We can fill you in about that later. Um, don't worry, you still have a place on the podcast. But um, all right, good, good, good. Yeah, good to know. it was an awesome trip. Uh, how have you been? No, oh, Matt. Yeah, can can I have your perspective? Because maybe it wasn't oh, an awesome trip. No, no, it was really good. I really appreciate you showing me around. It was it was nice to to not have to sit in a hotel room for, you know. 24 hours because we got in so early at 10 a.m. So, yeah, we got out and did a bunch of stuff. It was good to go to the baseball game. That was a lot of fun to see the kids. And they're so grown up. I feel like I can't remember the last time I saw them. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm just glad I could make it work. And uh, I think I think I have another one coming up actually next month on the 11th, on a Friday, mm-hmm. an actual Friday. So, oh, I think I'm out of see. town then. Oh, that's that might be Aspen <laughs> weekend then. <laughs> Aspen, switch your flight to Aspen. I know you guys. Yeah, you don't. You're not certified at that high elevation yet, though, are you? Yeah. Well, so much for that. Okay. But Nate, Nate, how have you been? Oh, I've been good, but we're uh, t-balls in full swing. We've kind of got our little, uh, little pattern down with that, if you will. You know, our weekends are pretty much taken up with that, or going to uh, my nephew Braxton's. Uh, actually, so the ballpark it's called Pepper Martin Memorial Park which doesn't mean anything unless you are a diehard uh, Cassius Clay, a.k.a. Muhammad Ali fan. It's the baseball okay. park that he built, actually, in Niles, Michigan. Um, so it's you know, there's a lot of you know pictures of him up there and everything. It's a real pretty little ballpark, but that's where my, my nephew plays, actually. So I'm there pretty much every week. True story. God, this was probably 20 years ago now, man. Spencer, my little brother, friend of the pod, was playing at that ballpark, and met one Muhammad Ali there and he could not have been more gracious and kind, uh, took pictures, you know, put his fist up to the kid's face. Just, you know, you would not have thought that this man at the height of his powers was arguably the most recognizable and popular human being on the planet, you know? Um, mm. but yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, rest in peace, Muhammad Ali, but I, you know, I hadn't been back there in forever. And then we showed up and I was like, I think I remember this park. And somebody said something about Muhammad Ali. And I was like, Oh my God, it's, you know, it had been 15 years since I'd even thought about that. But so uh, what, what's the story? How did Muhammad Ali come to, to Niles, Michigan? What connection does he have family here or something like that? And I know he had okay. a home and I think a couple of his, his nieces or nephews, this is just, I'm, I'm it's okay. so long ago that I, I, I heard the story, but it was, he had some family, 
and they had did they had a dumpy little ballpark and he basically just like just gave just wrote him a check and was like here just uh just make it really nice just make the ballpark really sweet for the kids and everything and that was and then he would always go and hang out at the ballpark um and just you know be around the kids and everything you know he was older the cerebral palsy was really you know had really set in i think at that point it's kind of sad i mean but um yeah that was he would just hang out and he was just you know if you if you didn't know who he was you would have just thought he was just another you know nice elderly man in the stands watching his grandkids and or grandnieces and nephews whatever playing playing some t-ball and baseball games so um but yeah looked it up i I googled it and like there's a forbes article right here the secret history of muhammad ali's mystical michigan farm 85 acre Mm -hmm. farm on the saint joe river that's pretty awesome yeah yeah so that's that was it then so he did i i knew he had a home i mean i'm sure it's beautiful i've I've never seen it obviously but uh yeah a little little local history there um other than that we set up our um above ground pool in the backyard so that's been that's been fun trying to get a hold of some chlorine tablets and everything seems like uh inflation's hit that uh that market a little bit they've increased by like 500 percent since last summer and i'm not exaggerating it was like the same same, like size basically bucket of chlorine tablets that like alicia asked me if i would buy and it was like 20 bucks it's like literally a hundred dollars right now and it's like impossible it's like oh yeah and you're gonna wait like two months so thankfully we had some extras in the garage that i cleaned out and found because otherwise i don't know we would have filled the whole pool and then been like crap we don't have the chemicals (laughs) (laughs) just gonna be swimming in dirty water (laughs) so but it's nice you know it's got a little filter on it and everything and uh, i actually got in the other day it was it was was chill you know i'm gonna be able to float and uh have a brewski on on a float in the middle of the summer in my backyard and we have we have maximized our backyard space as luke latimer said we have a swing set the pool a fire pit all back in a in my shed all in a tiny little backyard i mean but uh oh, so that's yeah good man that's a good yeah, setup. Yeah. it's uh it's good so other than that man Mackenzie's crawling like crazy that what? just started a couple weeks oh my god bro that seems so early that, that seems that early. early it's very early yeah and she is like all over the place she'll be walking before she's one She's definitely watching her sister and she, you know, she's ready to go. So, she's, I mean, she's got those, those Luke Dar jeans, huh? Mm, yeah. She, uh, she has, uh, she is a strong independent woman already. We will say that <laughs> she, <laughs> she is, she knows what she wants and she is not afraid to yell at you in the high chair and tell you what it is. <laughs> so she's a little bit more temperamental than her sister. I think we love her to death, but. Um, yeah, as I said, I think, you know, it is 10 o'clock, almost 10 o'clock, uh, here in Indiana. And I think my wife gave me a look. I think she just got her down to bed. <laughs> it was like a, a happy look. Like I did it, babe. And I'm so glad you can have your podcast oh, right now. So fulfilled. And yeah, just, <laughs> you know, so it's a, it's, she knows she's the luckiest woman on earth, really, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, man, but uh, lots of sports to talk about. Where do you uh, where do you want to start? We could touch on the uh, the PGA Championship just briefly. I mean, we're not a diehard golf podcast, but I was I was texting you guys watching. It was God, what a Sunday! This was uh, this was last Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was in, sandwiched perfectly in between an awesome game one of the um, the Knicks and the the New York Knicks and the Hawks. And I forget what the Sunday night game was, but there was a lull in between the two that they it clearly was intentionally built in. So you could switch over to the PGA and Phil was up a couple shots on the last hole with uh, Brooks Kepka. Actually, they were in the, the, the final pairing and oh my God, yeah. the, the crowd just lost their mind, man. I hadn't, it's, I know it's happened before on a golf course, but just to see it, you know, post pandemic and everything like that it was really I think it that's really what cool. it was I, I think it was a combination right like phil's a fan favorite but there's no tiger so all the tiger fans energy is going towards phil it's post pandemic there's a full crowd out there not too many masks like yeah that, that was the loudest i've heard a golf course which is a weird thing to say but i i think it was true no i definitely i've never and i've never seen them swarm it moment of fear where you're like oh my god like this crowd of 
5,000 people is literally engulfing the guys just trying to finish the, finish the 18th hole, you know, I mean, but uh, I mean, yeah, I know Kepka was a little annoyed. He said he got bumped and he actually just had surgery on his knee back in March. So okay. I mean, that, that could have been really bad if, you know, like even if he'd gotten pushed over or something like that, cause he was walking gingerly even as he was battling. I mean, he, his Phil's feet of, you know, being a, the oldest, uh, the oldest master champion. He was 50 years old. I mean, Kepka, if you actually look into like the surgery he had and everything, and then he, he literally, this was like two weeks ago. He, he, he fell on a family trip mm. and I think he popped his kneecap out. Like he had wow. to go to the hospital and they had to put his kneecap back in on the knee that they just operated on, on a pretty, I don't know what it was. It was a pretty serious knee surgery. And I mean, he, he played in the masters. He did okay in the masters and he was right there with Phil towards the very end but i mean uh no it was a it was a special scene definitely and and really cool um just a cool you know if that if that is his you know his twilight his you know his swan song i mean that it was perfect honestly i don't think you could have couldn't have scripted it any better that's why we love sports right um but yeah it's kind of my yeah it was, it was fun yeah and the- I just love golf on a Saturday, Sunday. Like you, you don't have to pay attention the whole time. You got to pick your spots. Right. You can take a little nap during the 10th, 11th hole, wake up for the last few holes. It's just a pretty relaxed environment. I think, I think we should have a guy's trip to go to the masters or one of these tournaments someday. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, I would we, love we that. have a little, little more cheddar in our pockets, man. I know it can be a pricey, pricey. Yeah. There, there's, <laughs> there's one. Is it the, is it the Val Spar in Arizona? There's the the one that's just a freaking S show the whole time. Like I, everybody's just partying out there, and I think it's the only one that they don't hold up the silent sign, so you can like okay. people cheering <laughs> and stuff in guys' backswings. You know? Oh man, um, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll, that's I'll, more our speed. That, that's that's our that's yeah. Our <laughs> I mean, the Masters would be sick. I just think the Masters is something like I'm gonna want to go to when I've. When I'm like 50, 60 and, and hopefully truly have, you know, F you slash I don't care, money, you know, because I yeah. just at this point, I you're, I mean, you're going to even just to get on the course, you're probably going to have to lay down, you know, for the whole weekend. If you want and anything more than a day, you're going to probably have to lay down 10 G's, I would think, just to make sure the experience is good and everything. I, I've looked into it. Um, it's very expensive. <laughs> so fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah, we can just start yeah, out with yeah. the the the. Arizona. Yeah, wow. I think it's the I think it's the Valspar. I think the that's Valspar, what it is. Valspar, yes. But people people are literally like they're in like fate they're in like body paint and stuff. I mean, it is a it is more it's it's been described as more like a college tailgate than a professional golf tournament, which <laughs> yeah, seems a bit like seems a bit more all, our ball speed. So, um but yeah, uh enough golf. Do you want to do you want to touch on some NFL news? The the schedule got released. Do you have any thoughts on on the Bears, or do you not? Are you not a not as much of a schedule release guy as I am per se? Oh, well, there's a lot of talk about the Chiefs' schedule release here. I think they drew the Packers mm-hmm. in their wild game here. It is weird, right? Because you had the traditional: you play one division from the other side, and then one division from your side, and then the people who finish the same spot as you but this 17th game is it's just i guess a random team from the other conference that you play now it's kind of it's kind of fun to have that in there um, it is. but yeah the the bears they uh they have the nfc north it concerns me or afc north i'm sorry that concerns me a little bit uh they drew the raiders in the afc west game so that's not too bad Aaron Rodgers, Packers in the air a little bit. So I, I don't know. I, I'm i a little hopeful. I think Justin Fields probably gets in there week three or four would be my guess. And I'd be happy with anything, you know, from eight to ten wins would be my expectation. And eight wins now is a losing record, right? It's eight and nine. So I think uh, we, we can have kind of a rebuilding year in his first year and then maybe really push for a playoff spot next year would be my hope. No, I think that's a realistic timetable too for the Bears. Um, I did. I, I think I might have touched on it the uh, the last pod, but it was funny that Matt Nagy has been very open about how he wants it to be an Alex Smith situation 
in that <laughs> Mahomes was able to sit his entire rookie year until the Chiefs at the time had locked up, I think, the number two seed in the playoffs. And okay. they got this bonus, they got this bonus week 16 game that they just got to play Patrick Mahomes in. And he, like, lit it up. And it was kind of like this, whoa, this kid could be special moment. And ever it's just like, okay, but Bears, you're not – you're not going to be in that position. You're not going to have. Did the Bears have Alex Smith on their roster? Did I miss that? <laughs> yeah, uh, you might prefer Alex Smith over Andy Dalton slash Nick Foles. I know. Yeah, that that was like that was Alex Smith in his prime versus uh, Andy Dalton, well past his prime. It's not yet. Yeah, it's not an equal trade. Um, the Colts got screwed. By oh, tell me, by tell me, cry me a oh, river, buddy. I will cry you a freaking river here. So. There, this isn't just like the Colts fan in me saying this. This is like guys whose job it is to look at the schedule and determine who got screwed. And everybody okay. is in, in agreement that like, yeah, Andy got a tough draw. So this is this. Is, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I was just I, I had I switched off. I'm on my phone and I switched over to the the Colts schedule on it. So this is their this is their first five games. First two just home against Seattle, then home against the Rams, at Tennessee, at the Dolphins, at the Ravens. I'm like, okay, so if, they, if they're if they two and three in their first five games, don't panic. You know, like, I'm, that's that's what I'm already telling myself. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's not pretty. It doesn't get much prettier. Uh, the contrast to that is the, uh, is the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. They, 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 I would bet the over on them. I mean, here, I'll hold on. Wow. I, I have, yeah, I have the Browns schedule here. It's, oh, well, that's the preseason. Okay, so they do play the Chiefs week one. So that, you know, but that's, that's, then, they, then after the Chiefs game, so they're going to be 0 and 1, they get followed up with Texans, Bears, Vikings, Chargers, <laughs> Cardinals, Broncos, Steelers, Bengals, Patriots, Lions. You know, I mean, the back half of their schedule gets tougher, obviously. Um, they have the Steelers again and the Ravens again, and um, they play. Who's the who's? The, oh, they play at Green Bay. But I yeah. mean, it's they could feasibly be five and one to open the season, and I mean, Cleveland would be rocking at that point. I would think um, those were kind of this is that's not like super in depth analysis. That was kind of the general consensus for the Colts. Yeah. Got, the Colts got hosed, and the Browns have a surprisingly easy schedule. Um, Man, I like how you cut it off right before they hosted the Texans in week six. Like I did. I had they play the Texans twice. They play the Jags twice. They have the Jets. Like, yeah, I think the Colts will be fine. They're a good squad. I'd expect from them. Yeah, nine to 12 wins in that range. You know what I want is uh, I told you this desperately is uh, Mr. Jones, Julio Jones. So did you see the whole story on this? Like what exactly happened? I heard trade? he got on with Shannon Sharp and basically like it was kind of like a surprise. Yeah, I went out of Atlanta. I heard that was the, the root of it, but I didn't I didn't pursue it after that. What, what's the dirt? Okay, so Shannon Sharp was arguing. Skip Bayless is, you know, I'm not he's an obnoxious Cowboys fan. And yeah. so he was talking about they were talking about how if Julio uh, got traded, you know, because it's it's kind of been known since the draft. That's when it leaked that like the the Falcons might be interested in trading Julio Jones, which isn't a huge surprise because they're in cap space hell. I don't even think they had the cap space to sign their rookies after the draft, <laughs> um, and uh, so that they were going to need to unload somebody. And if you've got Kyle Pitt and Calvin Ridley, the thought was kind of well, you know, Julio Jones, that's eighteen million dollar cap hit on off the books you potentially get, but. What wasn't known was that Julio had officially gone to them quietly in the offseason and, and asked for a trade in much similar fashion to Matthew Stafford. Because Julio Jones, I mean, like, I, I love him. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Julio Jones fan. He doesn't operate like this. He doesn't go on shows and demand trades. Right. I mean, he's very quiet. He's never been in any off-the-field altercations or anything like that. So if you listen to the interview, first off, he, he drops – multiple curse words like they have to bleep out half the interview because what happened is skip bayless is saying that if he gets traded the cowboys should trade for him which is obnoxious just <laughs> so obnoxious to even why the cowboys would need another receiver i digress um and shannon sharp and julio jones are boys 
Like they are brothers. And when, and so Shannon Sharp's like, no, nah, he, he, and Shannon Sharp's like, no, nah, he's a, uh, he said something like he's out of there and skip Bayless kind of challenges on me. He says, well, how do you know he's out of there though? And he goes, I know he's my boy. What do you want me to call him? Yeah. Call <laughs> I was him. like, yeah. So for some reason, the producers of this Fox sports one show didn't like, like step in here and be like, Hey, we should get Julio's agent involved or so Shannon Sharp live on the air, like literally like a minute before they have to go to a commercial, just pulls out his cell phone and calls Julio. And so Julio answers. It sounds like he's driving. And I mean, like I said, he, he's like, Oh, what up brother? And just like cusses a couple, like dude has no idea he's on the air. No, I like not only is it on the you air. Think he's- so you think Shannon would do that though? Like risk the relationship with that kind of well, thing. That, that's the word. And the word okay. is Julio and his agent were upset. The Atlanta Falcons have already filed a complaint. The video has been deleted off of Fox sports. One's official website. Okay. Like, no, this is, this is like I'm 90 to 100% sure this is what happened. Julio didn't know. He just thought Shannon Sharp was calling him. He just got a phone call from Shannon yeah. Sharp. I mean, you would think your boy would tell you, hey, you're on the air. Because literally in the background, one of the hosts, it's, it's I don't know who it is. It's, it's a female. And she's like, Shannon, don't you think we should tell him we're live on the air? But she kind of <laughs> get, gets cut out by Shannon and Julio's back and forth. And that's right. when Julio says, nah, I'm the fuck up out of there or whatever, whatever he, he actually said, which is, again, this it this was not him going on on first take and demanding a trade. This was him being ambushed by Shannon Sharp on live television and not knowing. And yeah, I mean, and the craziest part is it's a felony in the state of California to record somebody unbeknownst to them. So like oh, wow. there's actually like yeah if Julio wanted to like there would be actual now I don't think there will be because him and Shannon are buddies but no the the word is and again Julio doesn't he's very quiet he doesn't ever do stuff like this I don't believe he's ever cursed in a press conference so that's another thing that makes me think there's no way he came on this show knew he was live and was just dropping f bombs and I I I think there might have been a couple other slurs slurs in there you know um. In a yeah. friendly man, right? I guess I would. Say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you mean. You know, yeah. so um, but that's surprising. Wow, yeah, because I heard uh, your guy um, Rosillo go on and kind of say the other point, but I think this was before everything came out. Basically, like, yeah, why would why would Shannon do this? Why would he jeopardize this really close relationship? But you know, maybe he was just in the heat of the moment, having that argument with Skip, and it just he's like, let me prove a point to you, and didn't think it through. Obviously, that's that's pretty shady. I think it was I think it was an ambush. I mean, I could be wrong. It could have all been scripted. It yeah. just seems strange that, like I said, the host would be in the background, like, shouldn't we tell him he's on the air? And <laughs> Shannon at the very end even says right before he hangs up, Oh, by the way, brother, you're on the air. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was scripted. If it was scripted, it was brilliantly done. Yeah. Um but I, I I've I've you know, right now a lot of the stuff even on ESPN is basically insinuating that Julio didn't know and the Atlanta Falcons are already pissed about it because I mean, rightfully so they feel like it ruins any leverage they might've had with trade partners. Um, they're asking for a first round pick for him, I think. And I don't think they'll get that though. They claim somebody offered it already. If the Colts gave up their first round pick, for Julio, I would not be stoked, but I don't think I would be mad. No, man, he's only thirty-two. Which yeah. I guess, yeah, for wide receivers, they may fall off a cliff then. But I, I texted you this earlier. I think three years of what eighty percent, seventy percent of Julio Jones' prime is probably better than most every late first-round pick you're going to get, at least in the short term. Don't you think that? I would think so. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I mean, and the Colts have done really well drafting, you know, even weapons between Taylor and Pittman the last couple of years. They didn't take any other receivers um, in the draft. And I, I, I think that Wentz could use him, you know. I just – that would be awesome. I would probably buy a jersey, I guess, <laughs> like if, if, it, if it came uh, out today. It would be fun. He would be, yeah, the, the biggest – definitely the biggest threat at receiver for them since Reggie Wayne for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, there was a moment in time. My brother reminded me of um, when the Colts signed Andre Johnson and I was super excited. about. Yeah. It. <laughs> he was unfortunately he was over the hill. Yeah. Yep. That might mm. be an understatement actually. 
Um, but speaking of weapons, do you want to talk about the the Jags fifth string tight end, Mr. Timothy I mean, Tebow? Mr. Timothy Tebow, <laughs> you can buy his jersey. It won't come till July though. Oh no. Um, yeah, yeah. Did he take a roster spot from Colin Kaepernick? Is that is that the the word out oh there? Oh my god! You know, man, I I'm sorry. I I can't I I can't get like I don't understand why people are so mad about it. It's like you get yeah. So a lot of times when it, you're looking at the 94th man or whatever on a 90 or whatever it is, the 90th man on the 90th man roster, which is what right. we kind of assume Tebow is, he's not going to make the cut. He's not going to be on the final 54 or be getting roster bonuses. He's probably, you know, I maybe he will be. I'd be stunned. I'd be stunned if he is considered, like, if he's that important of a spot. Then it is like, then it's like, okay, well, you better use him. You better, he better be able to catch footballs and block because there's no reason you should have a dude on the 54-man on the roster that can't competently play the position they're supposed to play. You know, as right. a, you know, I mean, so... I guess that's that's my thing on it is it's you know he's he's got a shot he's got a chance and Ur- yeah Urban Meyer gave it to him because he views Tim Tebow as a son probably and he probably couldn't say no just the same as if you just you couldn't say no to your own son if they came to you and you were in Urban Meyer's position you know you're like fine I'll give you a chance right so and, and I, Tebow's I it's not like Tebow's like a bum like he's a world class athlete who was a decent minor league baseball player. He maybe he could still be the third string quarterback somewhere. Like he's an amazing athlete, not a great thrower of the football, super strong, super jacked, six three. Like he has a pretty decent tight end build. Like, why not give him a shot? He won you a national title at Florida. Yeah, I'm sure that's helping things, but it's not like he's a bum out there. No, I agree. I don't understand why people get so upset other than people that really can't. I think a lot of realistically, I think a lot of it is that people can't stand a lot of the things that he he was about, you know, whether it's patriotism or Christianity. I think a lot of a lot of movements have been against that recently. And there's a lot of people that still get a bad taste in their mouth when they they think of Tim Tebow, you know, this, you know, clean cut Christian kid that was kneeling in the end zone and stuff like that after yeah. touchdown Tebow time and had a moment in the NFL as much as people want to hate him. I mean, he had a moment, he won a playoff game with the Denver Broncos. So I, I mean, I figured we'd be on the same page with this. I just don't see how people think that he's, he's taking, you know, the, the undrafted free agent tight end spot, you know, cause yeah. I'm sorry, that guy, that undrafted free agent tight end out of, you know, McNeese state that his spot he might be taking that dude probably wasn't going to make the 90 man or probably wasn't going to make the 54 man roster either. So, I mean, I, I feel for you like life, life sucks sometimes and it's not, it's not fair. Like I wish it was, but you know, it's not, it's not. Right. Right. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament arguments. Oh, you left out the, fourth best team from the big east to let duke in it's like well yeah i mean but neither team's gonna win the title but they want the big name duke in the tournament as a 12 seed like it sucks but come on that's and that's that's kind of what i would say to anybody that would be that would talk about how he's taken i'd be like okay name give me a name name me the undrafted tight end who you were just irate about because they're not on a roster right now. Tommy Tremble. Oh, wait, he went in the third round. What? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess that's what, you know, okay. Like, you know, it's like when people are like, oh, this guy's, you know, this team's not getting enough respect. Okay. Pick them, you know, pick them to win. Then if you don't think they're, well, I don't want to do that. I just, I just, I just want to be mad because they're not getting enough respect. It's the same concept, you know, people don't actually care about the undrafted tight end out of whatever Jackson state. That's not, that might not get a might have gotten the Jacksonville Jaguars 90th roster spot. They care because it's Tim Tebow and it's a headline. And, right. you know, I, I don't know. There's, you know, there's a lot of vitriol still around him and he gets, he gets headlines. And if anything, the one thing I would say, the one angle, that I've heard with it, which we've spent way too much time talking about Tebow on this spot already. <laughs> but, um, no, I love Tebow. He deserves I know, I know, you, I know you. Um, but the one thing I would say is, yeah, he's going to bring a media circus. Um, if, if they're going to use that to kind of 
shield almost use if he understands that hey i'm going to use this and i'm going to be trevor lawrence is basically uh bouncer slash hype man yeah. and i'm going to like i'm going to be the shield for him so people aren't concentrating on the rookie like i mean that could be that could be valuable well you know like especially if it's just in camp and then it's like all right tebow you didn't make the cut want to be an assistant coach and hold me back on the sidelines when I'm having a heart attack so I don't get penalized. Like I could see that. And I don't know why anybody would be upset about that, frankly. I mean, he's clearly got leadership qualities. So I don't know. Tebow rant over though. I'm, I'm done with it. That was all I had. Yeah. So. I mean, would that, would that be the first time in NFL history, uh, Heisman winning quarterback through a ball or through a touchdown to another Heisman winning quarterback? I don't know. Oh. It's possible. Oh, it is pop, yeah. That's definitely possible. I mean, that. Although uh, Trevor Lawrence actually never won the Heisman, did he? Isn't that weird? I don't think he did. Oh, God. It is weird. Yeah, you it's say a weird, that. Weird. Like, yeah, yeah, career achievement. Like, yeah, he, the freshman year might have been his best year, but they don't give it to freshmen, and I can't remember who. Uh, maybe was that? It wasn't Lamar year, was it? I don't know. But I, all I know is that I he he's someone who you think would have won a Heisman who didn't. Yeah. No, for sure. That'll be the answer to a trivia question or some, a, a multiple choice trivia question <laughs> years down the road that's that'll somebody will screw up. That's funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of strange careers, do you want to do you want to uh, touch on your uh, your favorite sport, the NBA? Derek Rose. I don't know if you saw this the other night. He had 26 points, man. I mean, it was a it was a, in, in my in. In similar fashion to Phil, if, if that was his swan song, you know, in the twilight <laughs> of his career, that was that's awesome, you know, man. I mean, and I I think I think it's funny because you know, as 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 crazy as this is to say, I think Bruce Bowen's going to get in the Hall of Fame. I think Derrick Rose might eventually get in the Hall of Fame, just because he'll be so wow. loved by. He's got the Rookie of the Year, and keep in mind the Hall he's of Fame. He's got an MVP thing, too, right? Yeah, yeah, he's got the yeah, he's got the rookie of the year. He's got the MVP, youngest MVP ever. Keep in mind that it's the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame, not the NBA. So what he did at Memphis counts, you know. Um, and I just think you know he'll be so beloved in New York and Chicago. At the end of it all, I don't think he's not going to be first ballot. It would not yeah. surprise me if in our lifetime, maybe on this pod, twenty five years from now, you know, in our in our brand new studio, we are discussing. Derrick Rose's MVP or uh, Hall of Fame candidates. They let everybody in. It's not, this, this isn't <laughs> Derrick Rose deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's awesome. Ooh, LeBron just got, oh, he's going to cry. No, nope, he's not. Okay. Um, well, well, that that's fine. You know what? That bothers me a lot less than some people because I know Derrick Rose at the height of his powers was one of the three best players in the NBA. Like he had a period, a stretch of time where he was dominant. He was amazing. You can't say that for someone like Bruce Bowen. Like that doesn't make it. Bruce Bowen averaged six points over his career. It's just silly. So I, I understand that Rose had the injury had a lot of things to deal with, but if you're going to have someone make the hall of fame and they had kind of a dip in their career, at least he had the peak in his career. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I'd, I'd be okay with D Rose uh, over some of those other guys who never had those high highs. Letting, you know, they let Ben Wallace in, you know, this yeah. year. And I'm like, Ben Wallace is <laughs> awesome. That Pistons team kicked ass and like, <laughs> Yeah. He put the fear of God into me as a Pacers fan. But, like, dude, come on. Ben Wallace had, like, you know, what, like a three- or four-year peak? Like, he won a couple defensive players of the year. He was, you know, I mean, he was a just a black hole offensively. You right. Could he make a jump shot? I don't know. Did he take any jump okay. shots? I think, I think Ben Wallace is statistically the worst free throw shooter in NBA history. And I'm not making that up. I'm pretty sure, like, with a minimum, like, thout, like, 500 attempts or whatever it is like he he shot like 49 percent from the free throw line too. like not only was he unable to make a jump shot like if he wasn't a putback slam or a like lob sort of thing like it was it was not a not no, a good you, situation. you're right in it's even work you want to guess what his percentage was for his career okay so if it's worse than, i don't know 46 percent 42 42 yeah joe i think i could hit four out of ten free throws Oh, like, I hope oh no! I, I I think yeah, you give you a couple, give you a few days in the gym. I think you'd be a seventy percent shooter. I think. Jeez, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, but that yeah. Knicks game was awesome, man. The the I mean, both the Knicks games have been awesome. 
Oh, Anthony Davis is rolling around on the ground. Is, uh, wow. is Chris Ball in the game? I think that's a huge story for the Lakers' sons. Is CP3 going to be healthy? Yeah, Chris Paul's in the game. I don't think he's he'll in the be game. Healthy. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, just watching the last game, it was like he could barely use his right arm. Um, it's his shoulder that's dinged up, I think. So, um, yeah, that's I tough. Uh, it's tough. It's a, kind of a history with of getting hurt in the playoffs, like they did against with the Rockets against the Warriors, and he missed that game seven. So, I, it's tough that he has the playoff choking legacy, especially with these these injuries. I don't exactly know. Fair what witch doctor he pissed off when he was a New Orleans man, but good lord, <laughs> this guy has the worst luck with injuries in the playoff. And it's not its not even like where you're like, oh, like, you know, you could, it's like he's playing and gutting through these injuries, and it's just obvious. You're like, oh, he's at like maybe 70% because he's just trying to fight through this. Like, they literally, like, the coach forced him to sit down uh, the last game. He was like, dude, you're going to kill yourself out there, Chris. Like, yeah. you can't I can't let you do that. We need you for the rest of the series, you know? So, yeah. and I think the Lakers were up like 15 points off the, like off the drop. Like they came strong. So I don't think the Suns were going to win that game. Even if Chris Paul was playing brilliantly necessarily, it was just one of those games. Um, I, uh, let's see the, yeah, the Knicks, the, the, the MSG revival has been awesome. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm the, surprising they're letting so many fans in there. That's kind of nice to see. I, I definitely, LA is not letting that many in, but New York seems to be almost at full capacity. Ah, they packed them in there, man. I think it was fifteen thousand. I don't know what the capacity is there. It can't be, can't be much more than twenty thousand. Yeah, thing. Yeah, probably seventy-five percent. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I think the um, I think the biggest surprise though of the playoffs oh. has been. The Dallas Mavericks, Luca Legend, Luca Legend. Ah, oh, he's been brilliant, man. It's been so. Though they've been, they've like relegated them to NBA TV. They've like, <laughs> I, I think I only, I think uh, I missed, I think two, at least one of their games was on NBA TV that I was annoyed about. Um, wow. But nah, man, it's 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 great, and you know, it's it's so funny. Like the clip, geez, the Clippers are really looking like they could they go have down, to blow and it play. up. Yeah. Oh, like one of the big. Well, they, it might not even be their choice. Like Paul George and Kawhi, they can just both opt out at the end of this year and just go on right. their merry ways. And then the Clippers are still going to be screwed because they're going to be in salary cap hell for the next couple of years because of the contracts they gave these guys. Is my understanding. I don't. I don't know how exactly it works, but there's a Armageddon scenario right in play right now where the Clippers basically get swept by the Mavericks and. Then Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both like, okay, this didn't work. Peace. <laughs> and the Clippers are just left to foot this, to foot a championship bill on a team that you didn't even make the Western Conference Finals. The, so. it's, I mean, honestly, it's probably the most disappointing team, or it would be the most disappointing team since the last iteration of the Clippers that was really good was CP3 and Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. They never even made a Western Conference Finals. Like, Super that, under with them. They, they could have won a title, that team. That team was at least fun. Lob City, you know, like this <laughs> team, that, that's my thing. I'm like, this team isn't even fun. And, you know, uh, again, for a team, like a, a, anybody, you know, a, everybody will just tell you that the Clippers have two of the best wing defenders in basketball. Luke is averaging like 35 points. They can't do anything against him. So, I mean, part of that is I just think Luca's brilliant, but I'm like, dude, if these guys, you know, if you're calling cards defense, like man, have some pride, lock this, this guy's 22 years old and he's punking you guys yeah. with a team, with a team, with a bunch of dudes that, you know, frankly, like I, the, the, their bench is out playing the Clippers as well. That's been, that's been the surprising part in game two. Kawhi had 42 points, you know, he outscored Luca. It's not like, you know, it's not like, I, I mean, Playoff P is kind of becoming almost, you know, a sarcastic <laughs> moniker at this point. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I that series could be over. The next two games are in in Dallas. Like I I mean, if Dallas takes one, they're up three one. They've got to go one and one in a two game series at home, and they've got the Clippers on the ropes at that point. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't. You know, I get it. You got to say what you got to say in the press conference, but uh, Paul but George. <sighs> Yeah, think about the decision in the last game of the regular season that the Clippers just basically threw it because they were trying to get on the opposite side of the bracket as the Lakers. But they could have had a first-round matchup against the Blazers, who I think 
I mean, the Blazers love, I mean, Lillard's fun to watch, but I think that's such a better matchup than having to play against these Mavs, don't you? Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. It was bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre. And, you know, this was, this was a point, I think this was brought up on uh, by one of the Danettes on the Dan Patrick show, but it was like basically like, when has that ever worked? Like when in the history of anything has it been like, you know, what was really smart for that team to do tank the last couple of games. So they got on the other side of the bracket and avoided that was really like, that never works out. That always ends up biting you in the ass. Doesn't it like in the history of any, it's like karma. It's real. Like it's like the, the, the basketball gods will not favor you. If, if you're, if you're, ducking the seven seed the seven seed you know that's just what they were yeah. doing it wasn't it wasn't because oh well we don't want to you know we don't want it was they were they were they did not want to be on the same side of the bracket as the lakers they were and for a team that came together you know Paul, Kawhi leonard had that commercial you know basically calling himself the new king or the the new balance commercial you know and he was going to okay. take over la um this was you know three years ago when he first came <laughs> you know because there was a it was the year after he won the championship with Toronto. Right, and, and LeBron hadn't won anything yet in yeah. LA. Yep, and it's like, man, that that aged like milk. So, uh, right. it, it does. I mean, yeah, are teams going to be hesitant to have Kawhi? I mean, I'm, he's still a great player, probably a top ten guy in the league. But after how he left San Antonio, and then just getting off the Raptors after after one year, and then this exit from the Clippers potentially. I mean, is he going to have a hard time landing a spot? Maybe in the the premier destinations, I, I maybe not because he's still such a great player, but he definitely has attitude concerns at this point. You know where he'll go, and it'll be nuts. It's like the I I could see the Heat finding a way to like. Couldn't you see that? Like the Heat do something sketchy with wow. the cap, and maybe they I dish off. So I guess he could play with Butler, yeah. And then it's like you got Kawhi, Butler, and Bam. Let's go. You know that's and I could just see him. It'd be like oh the Heat culture. Butler's like enough of an alpha that he'll come in. He won't be afraid to bark at Kawhi when he's not locking. You know, I just right. That, that's the team. That's that's the team in my mind that um, they look like they're about to get swept by the Bucks. When <laughs> yeah. money on that, actually, um, I need the sweep though for that. Actually, that looks um, pretty good. They won by what thirty again tonight. But yeah, I, I think you're, there's something to that though. I think Kawhi thrived under that structure in san antonio right when he had those when he still had uh tim duncan still had tony parker the kind of those strong influences those big leaders keeping him in line or keeping his head in the right place when he's the alpha guy on the team maybe he gets a little bit in his own head and and psychs himself out so maybe having a guy like butler to kind of dominate him would make a lot of sense he's just a quiet he's a type b personality with a type a athletic skill you know like that's that's what it is to me Right. You know, Paul George is, is not an alpha either in that way. So, no, he's not. You've got two betas that are both trying to, you know, then you need an alpha on that team. I agree. Um, and that's why I they had Patrick he, Beverly. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I have to hear about how Patrick Beverly's a pesky defender, it's like, sweet. He gets five fouls really quickly and he pisses everybody off on the other team. <laughs> <laughs> so valuable, dude. Yeah. And I think he's lost a half a step defensively too this season. Yeah, I, I think um, I'd rather have Caruso on the Lakers than him at this point. At least Caruso can make a good pass on offense, and he's a good yeah. defender. Oh yeah, Caruso. You know who? Uh, you know who? Like, is actually if you want to go down a little NBA rabbit hole sometime, look hmm. up Matisse, Matisse Thibel, forward for the or uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Look up him. There's been like a couple. Like this was throughout this season. Where like the Sixers were just like like okay this guy's torching us Matisse you're on him and he just he locked up Devin Booker like this he locked up Kyrie Irving a couple times like that like not even like like dudes couldn't get a shot off on him not like oh contested jump like like oh my god this guy's in my jersey get him away from me. <laughs> like guys getting pissed off because they couldn't shake him on yeah. picking rolls you know i've heard yeah. that and they, they, i mean they also have simmons they have Embiid. like yeah that they're probably the best defensive team not probably they are the best defensive team in the league the sixers yeah no they are for sure um i i i just think that yeah, if we've been saying it all year Woo. oh suns are up 22 21 on the lakers as we speak we um yeah um 
I I do think with the East, it's like the fact that we have to preface any any take that doesn't involve the Nets with, well, if the Nets are healthy, it's like, what, what if the Nets are just going to be healthy? You know, what if they're just going to be able to kind of stagger these guys' minutes and it won't matter and they're just going to march to the finals? Like, you know, it, the, 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 that is, you know, in a lot of ways, like, yeah, that would be good. Like, of course, the NBA is salivating over a potential East Coast, West Coast, Lakers, Nets matchup. Yeah. But, I mean, just forget about rest. If, if that happens, if, like, the Nets – if the Nets manage to win a championship, like, it's just going to be a free-for-all next year. Dudes are just going to be like, hey, I don't want to play today. And, like, it doesn't <laughs> don't, don't tell me it matters because the Nets played eight games in a 72-game regular season together, and they might just just – just just ramp it up in the playoffs and just win four straight series, you know. Right, and the, the Lakers wow. weren't much better. I would guess that AD and LeBron, and that's only two guys versus three, probably played what like twenty games together. Not I mean more than uh, that. Yeah. Was, yeah, I think it was about twenty twenty five. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, it's like yeah, you just have to do well enough to make the playoffs, and they I mean Lakers were even in the play on game this year, so yeah, it's kind of sad to see. It's just a I think another case for why they need to reduce the season i mean they need to cut it down i don't give me 70 give me like 60 games like we want these games to matter right like we don't want guys to be sitting out we don't want them to be buddy buddy say hey i'm sitting out tonight you sit out too like it's just oh, that's it's silly that's the, oh my god that's uh that pisses me off at a like a lot like to like you're a professional athlete dude there's kids in the stands the dad's probably saved up for months to be able to go to this game and then you're just gonna look at your buddy on a friday night and be like Hey, bro, I don't want to play today. How about you don't play either? It'll be cool. We'll get dressed up and sit next to each other. <laughs> Fuck right, they, sh- they should have to give every fan 20 bucks. So it's like, oh, yeah, 20 bucks times 20,000. That's $400,000 fine because you guys didn't play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a partial Wait, refund. You, you got to donate it to charity or whatever. Yeah, I'd totally be okay with that. Like, you, you guys yeah. fucking suck. Like, that's, that's my brain <laughs> on that. For doing it, like, and it's like they're not just doing it for like the rain. Like I said, these are like nationally broadcast TNT or ESPN games, and they're just like, yeah, I don't feel like doing it tonight. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ice my leg or whatever. You know, it's ridiculous. Um, too many one, games. One, no, too many games. They could go to fifty games and be okay. They would never do that because it would, it would cost money. But I mean, at some point, like they need to have a coming to Jesus moment and realize that this isn't like an eighty-two game set schedule is not the way to go first off but right and their um, bodies can't take it either i mean there's something to it too yeah, yeah. no yeah. there is something to it yeah for sure um i would say this that one theme in the playoffs that i've noticed is you know this is like the kids are here man they are hmm. here and they are like i mean think about john morant goes off for i mean they stole game one from the jazz and then he went off for 49 in game two against their loss uh, you got Devin Booker outscored LeBron in game one. He went off for like 35. Uh, you, you know, and even Donovan Mitchell comes back. These are all guys that are under 25 years old. Luka Doncic, like single-handedly. They're, I don't think that one of these young bucks, as they, as you could say, will win the championship. But right. I think this will be the playoffs that, like, historically we look back and we're like, oh, but they, like, they're here. They're at the door and they're pounding on it right now. And yeah, like LeBron and the Nets, kind of the the older generation, they'll hold them off, but like they're coming for them, man. And they're not afraid either. Ja in that game, I mean, Ja doesn't even, Ja can barely, like he's he's not good at three pointers. You know he's driving and you know he's probably driving to his right like every time. And you just can't stop it. You can't stay in front of him. It's ridiculous. He's, he's incredible. He's, he's, he's one, he's the guy more than anybody. I, you know, I just, I don't watch a lot of Grizzlies games. They're not on national television a lot. And, you know, just watching him in the play in and then in these, in these, in this, you know, the last game, like I said, where he had 49 points. I mean, you could tell just the, I mean, the Jazz even, I mean, Gobert at one point blocked his shot and helped him up off the ground. They're just like, God, this, this yeah. kid, he doesn't stop. That was, that was what they all said. They're like, man, they're down, they're down 12 points, two minutes to go, and he's attacking the rim with violence. You know, like I'm gonna, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give this my all. So, uh, I do think this will be the playoffs that we'll look back and be like, okay, so that was, that was the, like I said, I the kids, I don't think they're gonna break through, but their hands on the door right now. 
So I'd love to see it though. I'd love to see the the Bucks. I think everyone's just forgetting about the Bucks because they have the Nets in round two, and everyone's assuming the Nets are going to make it. But Giannis, he's had the MVPs. He's seems like such a good guy, right? Resigning in Milwaukee, they have some good guys around him. Um, They have our guy Pat Connaughton. So if they can surprise the Nets, and then I think we're we're definitely going to get one of these young guys in, right? Because if it's not the Nets is probably going to be the Bucks for the Sixers, and we're looking at Giannis or Embiid and Simmons um, breaking through to the finals. So that that would be best case scenario, I think, for getting these young guys to the finals, or just yeah. LeBron losing, or just LeBron losing. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Giannis would be the most fun man. Everybody, and then everybody could kind of realize that you know this 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 three year stretch that he's put together, man. I mean, it is historically great. Um, honestly, I mean, just, you know, it's not, he, he, he wasn't really ever considered for MVP this year, but it's not like his numbers dropped off at all. He just, I mean, he's going to give you, you know, 29, 12 rebounds and, you know, five or six assists every night. And yeah, his free throws aren't great. And yeah, his shooting touch is never going to be great, but I guess, I don't know that at the end of the day, that's, that's my thing with a lot of these guys. Like they're not like, there's a reason, like I got, you know, as much as, you know, we, we bash him. There's a reason a guy like LeBron's special. It's like they're once in a generation guys. And like, yeah, like Giannis might have a LeBron like body type, but he's probably never going to have quite the shooting touch or the handle that a LeBron James had, you know, and given Giannis is is more dominant in the post, I would say. Um, But I mean, just take these guys, take these guys for what they are, you know, Giannis freaking generationally awesome basketball player. And I'm going to tell my kids, you know, about him when, you know, when I'm bouncing them on my, or my grandkids, when I'm bouncing them on my knee, you know, I just, right. I, I, yeah, yeah, I would agree. It would be awesome. If now the NBA would hate that. Like I said, we've talked about how the, the oh, Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks jazz theories, they would just be shitting themselves. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 That'd be cool. That would be great. We'll see. We will I, see I can... them. I can hear, I've heard our producer groan and sigh and moan in the background because of the time. So should we, uh, social media, should we move on to that? Are you good with well, that, Nate? I... Oh, Nate, did we lose you? No, no, no. I was going to say we should. We should. I think it's oh. uh, time for the social media story. Well, I don't know if it's very good, but... Uh, <laughs> well, it wouldn't be a social media story without you saying that. Without yeah. me saying that, yeah. yeah. Um, Houston's Darth Vader house listed for four point three million. Have you seen this, Joe? Did no. You see this? Yeah. Is this my in-laws' house? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, it's drawing attention oh, online for some to Star Wars villain Darth Vader. I don't really see it. I mean, I could see. Huh. It's, it's not very normal, but uh, it has a weird-looking house. I'm looking at it now. University Place neighborhood. Yeah, West you. Okay. Okay, I see a little bit now. Yeah, either that or like some sort of spy-looking thing. Yeah, for sure. Or Daft Punk. I don't know. Pretty bizarre. Yeah, but four point three million. Save up a little bit for it. Not bad in the neighborhood. I'm guessing. I feel like Houston. Some of the Houston houses. Just when we were down for the wedding, I was just blown away. It's like, oh my god, this is these are mansions within mansions. Yeah, yeah, in that neighborhood, that land is probably taking up at least half that value, if not more. It's not necessarily the house, right? For sure. Right. Yeah, for sure. That's cool, uh, though. I like uh, it. Yeah. Oh, can I can I add uh, the? I sent you guys. I, I sent the link to the main thread about the who it was. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, who's uh, oh, that guy's a bonehead, anyway. Oh my god, he left his. It was like oh I think yeah, it's like a. $250,000 Rolls Royce and he left it in an airport parking lot and not only that but it said it, it's like the economy B lot like <laughs> it wasn't the garage <laughs> what did you what, think was going to happen uh, when you're putting all your money towards the, the payments you gotta save a little bit of money on the parking oh my lot. god like why would you think that's okay to leave that there like <laughs> at any parking lot for any amount of time let alone, I mean, like, <laughs> not trying to be, not trying to call out Atlanta here, but I don't think it has the reputation for being the, uh, the, the, <laughs> the least crime-ridden area, you yeah, know. No, but our, our boy Janoris got kicked out of Florida football 
and had to transfer to like a division two school. So if you get kicked out of Florida, you know, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord, man. I can't imagine having that much money to spend on that beautiful of a car and then not having the common sense to like, be like, Hey, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't leave this in the economy. Like I, I'm an idiot, man, but like I wouldn't leave my Rolls Royce in an economy parking lot <laughs> for one night, <laughs> you know, or for like more than an hour. Yeah. Really- I wouldn't drive it to the airport. I'd be like, no, I'm going to take my, uh, my Kia to the airport this time. Yeah. Yeah. Something a little less, a little more nondescript for the economy, the economy parking <laughs> lot. Sure. This is one of the sketchiest areas in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Really? Oh, uh, college park. Yeah. In Atlanta, yeah, you're talking about? Yeah, there's college, rap songs college, about it. Yeah. College yeah. Park, Bubba's park. Where we where we chop cars. Yeah. Oh, nice. A little TI reference. Yes. Uh, yeah, not the first on this pod. Well, maybe the first time. I feel like I make a TI reference occasionally. I probably don't catch it then. Fast as lightning, bro. That's like my go to. Okay. My go-to TI. That's yeah. a good line too. Is he out of jail? I feel, I feel like he's in. Is, or is he? He was in prison for like a bunch yeah. of gun, gun charges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen him in a while. Could be in prison still. It's sad. Yeah. Um, well, with that, is it time, Joseph? It is time. It is time. We have some bets of the week. NBA focused as always lately it seems like but there are some series that I wanted to highlight series winners here that I think maybe we have some overreactions to game one or game two it's it's a, it's a long series we only have a couple of results and I think there's some value here to be gained based on what the odds are sitting at right now so we'll start out Nuggets Blazers Nuggets are the three seed they have home court advantage it's tied up one to one they're plus 155, so they're underdogs by quite a bit to the Blazers. Granted, Dame Lillard's a great player, but they have the MVP. They don't have Jamal Murray. I know he's hurt, but I think the Nuggets are overall a better team, and if you're giving me up to plus 155 on them in a 1-1 series, I think that's a pretty good deal. No, I agree. I, I like that a lot, too. I saw that, and I honestly, I couldn't believe that was the money on it. I figured it would be closer to even on both sides you know i wouldn't have been stunned to see like a minus 118 minus 112 sort of sort of thing between the two of them i mean you know i mean i think would anybody be surprised if it's a seven game series i don't think so um yeah i agree i think there's value at plus 155 they have the mvp michael porter jr's been playing like he's going to be an all-star and he's you know like they really nailed that pick because I think he was like the 10th or 12th pick in that draft. He fell because he was hurt. Right. Um, he didn't play a lot in college. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't play. He was at Missouri. Yeah. You know, random, random. Yeah. I think his dad was on the coaching on the team and it was one of those deals. Speaking of ex college guys, Frank Kaminsky, the third, just checked into the game for the Phoenix Suns. I'm glad um, he gets, gets some runs still. Yeah, he gets some pick. They go small ball with him, actually, and he plays center and gets the shit beat out of him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. Continue with the bets. I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I think this one you're not going to like because um, it's going against your uh, New York Knicks and, and Tibbs, your favorite guy in the world. Um, it's tied at 1-1. The Hawks are actually still minus 140 favorites. But I say go ahead and take them here. Um they won one game in MSG, so they have three more games in Atlanta now. Trey Young looks great. I mean, they still have – I feel like they have more talent. I, I know you love D. Rose. I know Julius Randle's been great this year. But the Hawks, I think they just have too many weapons with Collins and DeAndre Hunter and Clint Capella. They have a ton of size. They have Bogdanovich. Like, I don't know. I think if this if you switch the rosters and the Knicks had Atlanta's roster, be like, oh yeah, no brainer. I mean, the Knicks are going to kill them here. I just think Atlanta is a smaller market, less popular team, but I think they're the better team, and I think minus one forty is a pretty pretty safe bet to have them win that series. Yeah, I uh, I think this series is a coin flip. You could kind of talk me into either oh, way. Okay, then you I go the other way. I no, I I. <sighs> I agree with you. Trey Young's the best player on the floor, like at all times. It seems like he's another guy 
when you talk about the the young the the kids taking over the NBA, that was one that I just completely. I mean, he had the game winner in MSG and shut tried to shush the crowd. You know what I mean? What if I mean <laughs> he's gonna hear he's gonna hear from him the next for the rest of his life yeah. for that. I'm sure. But um, yeah, I uh, I mean I. I agree with you. I do think the, I mean, now that they don't have home court advantage either, I think that was huge for the Knicks to lose that. I do think the one thing that makes me hesitant, I mean, as I've said before, I don't bet against the Knicks um, because yeah, I just, it's kind of a little personal gambling philosophy. I picked up on this year by betting against the Knicks a couple of times and getting my ass beat. Um, But um, I agree with you. The Hawks are the more talented team. Trey Young's the best player. I mean, it doesn't, it does, it shouldn't be in a, a series. The one thing I would say is I think this next game in Atlanta, I think it'll be interesting to see how many Knicks fans travel down because the Hawks are ne- have never been known for having any sort of home court advantage. And I do think that it will be a little bit of a, a home and home series as opposed to a home and away series. Uh, if you, I wouldn't do this, but if if you if you if you like it, like it, I can't I can't fault your logic. Does that make sense? Like I I sure. personally wouldn't like I wouldn't I don't think I would let it's, it. it's your head and your heart at war. I understand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like my head's like, yeah, that's like the smart bet. The Hawks are probably going to win this, but my heart's like, dude, the Knicks are such a gritty team, and it's it's basically the Bulls reincarnated. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, uh, that was a fun Bulls team, man. They've. Uh, and they got, you know, they got, they, they had their moment. They, you know, it does feel like they, they really, really, you know, they gave it their all. They had the perfect game and they got the, they got the win in MSG that they've been waiting so long for. So yeah. I think there will be, I do agree with you. I think there will be a little bit of a, a deflating factor. Okay. We're not in MSG anymore. The crowd isn't just roaring behind us. And, oh yeah, by the way, this team's pro- like got a lot more talent than us, I think. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. You can appreciate the bet without taking it. On the last one, I'm going to continue to believe in the Suns. We had them in a previous week, plus 800 to make the finals. They're at this point, after the series is tied 1-1, I get it. You had to make this bet before the game tipped off. They look okay tonight. They're hanging with the Lakers in LA. Um, Suns to win the series against the Lakers, plus 280. That's almost three to one odds. I feel like maybe, you know, if that was plus 200, I might want to stay away. But you're getting almost three to one odds. CP3's health is in question, I understand. But Devin Booker is such a beast. Obviously, outside the top two players, you take the Suns rosters every time. I think I I just think it's too much to put on LeBron and AD to say, yes, you know, three to one favorites. They should win this series against a team that won, you know, 55 plus games in a shortened season. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think it's too much. Not enough credit for the Suns there. Give the Suns credit, Nate, and pick them to win. I, uh, I can't pick them to win. I would, I will tell you this. I, uh, I have, I have a lot of cross betting going on. I have, I have lots of gambling going on right now, actually. It's, uh, it's, you know, the playoffs, the playoffs got a little wild for me for a minute there, okay. but, um, um, in a good Are way, you though. Be okay, though, is is it is it hedged in a good way? Are you going to be all right? I think so. Okay, so like the deal was, it was this was uh, before. I think the odds on both of these things have changed in my favor. I believe, um, okay. and it was before the playoffs started, and you had to make a twenty five dollar or more bet on any team to win the championship. And each round that they advance, you get a five dollar free bet. So I bet the twenty five on the Lakers at quad. We're not the Nets. Why not the Nets? Because they were, it was only double your money, and I've already got twenty on the Nets from okay. earlier in the season at a boosted odds. I got the Nets twenty on the Nets at plus three fifty. I've got twenty five on the Lakers at plus four hundred, and then a five dollar at plus bet at plus five hundred. There was a promo at the beginning of the season on the Lakers as well. Okay. But I did, I do believe in the Suns, and this is why because they had another promo on BetMGM, <laughs> and I bet, I bet. Five dollars at plus fourteen hundred, Joe, on the Suns to win the championship this year. <laughs> so oh, the championship, okay. Yeah, there you go. I got, I got, yeah, they got to win it all. But I get like a risk-free token for every series that they win. So I figured okay. if they did, if they did upset the Lakers in the first round, I'd still be getting risk-free tokens, and I wouldn't miss. It would if the Lakers win, then I'll still get a five-dollar free bet back. So it kind of would even itself out. But that was my little hedging around. I, I. 
I agree. It is the, the odds on this series make no sense to me. Um, it is smart to bet on the Suns here. You are losing money. You're 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 not making a smart investment betting on the Lakers. The better investments on the Suns. They have the better record. That the better team. The Chris Paul injury was worrisome to me. He's playing good right now, and I mean, yeah. like you said, they're right with uh, they're right with the Lakers, thirty three all. So, um, I like it. I'll back it. You know, I'll 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 <laughs> I'll head you get against my bet and say, yeah, just lay the money on the on the Suns to win the series, you know, it's going to be, I think I don't, this is another one. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a seven game series. And again, so if that's the case, then definitely. Yeah. Just take You said it's like almost tripling your money. Yeah. Plus two eighty. Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. yeah. That's great odds. So yeah. Cool. Well, I <gasps> awesome. A love, a like, and a, and a head heart uh, fight for me, I think. Yeah, I'm. Do you do you ever bet on the Knicks, or you just don't bet against them? I yeah, I bet on I bet on the Knicks. Okay. I bet the Knicks okay. have been really good to me this year, actually. Okay. Um, but it's swung the other way because all these stupid Knicks fans, I think, have like yeah. swung, swung the line to the Knicks. Like the, the, for a while in the middle of the season, it was great giving the Knicks plus money like every game, and now it's like right. you know they're like laying like two points on the road to the Hawks. And, okay, I kind of hate that. You know? Right. So, yeah, yeah, but, um, good podcast though, man. I needed it. Was really we were talking in the pre-show, our really in-depth pre-show about we're a little bit dragging, a little bit tired, but I don't think the the fans can tell. I think we brought the energy, and it was a uh, it was a good pod, for sure, for sure, for good sure. Pod. Great pod. That's all I. Uh, that's all I got. If you want, did we take hit the home. one year mark? Do we hit the one year mark? Oh, by yeah, the way, for sure. The, yeah, for sure. I think we started Ooh. in like April of last year, right? Oh, okay, so yeah, we had like so forty episodes and yeah, fifty-four weeks or so. I got to okay. go back and check it, but it, it, we've we've definitely crossed into season two territory. So Ooh. very nice, very nice, very nice. So uh, yeah, be sure to tune in next week to. Uh, Season two, episode one.